Welcome to the Kerry Football Podcast. Adam Moyne in here, joined by Barry John Keane and Sean O'Sullivan. Barry John, how are you? Good. Sean, how are things? Yeah, not too bad, I suppose, Adam. Yeah, could be better maybe after the weekend's results. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about it, maybe. Talk. It's good to talk, isn't it, Barry? It is, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, obviously a disappointing result for Kerry up in Dublin on Saturday night. Uh, Dublin 3-18, Kerry 1-14, so a 10-point deficit. Sean, how, how bad were Kerry on the night? Yeah, we were bad, Adam. Um, I think you have to, first of all, hold your hands up and say Dublin were very good. Uh, did we make them look good at times? Without a doubt. Um, to concede 2-11 in 35 minutes of football in the first half is just not good enough. 2-11 of that was just very, very easy for Dublin. I know Dublin are a top quality side and... They're the All-Ireland champions. And yes, they've had a kind of a sluggish start to the league. But we knew with Kerry coming to Crow Park that they were obviously going to up their levels, which they did. And for whatever reason on the night, we just couldn't match them. We just couldn't go to those levels. Bar after halftime, what, 10, 15 minutes after halftime, where we really knuckled down. We got tight at the back. We started getting scores up front. We were combining better probably missed a couple of goal chances that would have reduced the gap even further and maybe, maybe made a game out of it going into the last quarter. But when we didn't take those, Dublin just pushed on. And look, obviously, Conor Callaghan will get the headlines. What a fantastic performance. But, God, we we uh, we probably, you know, allowed a lot of that our, ourselves, you know, which is disappointing. So, look, I think the big question for Kerry now is, was it a once-off? Was it just a bad night at the office? And we'll know the answers to that on Sunday in Killarney because it has to be better than that. It, it, it really does. And look, I know Jack referred to going back to the drawing board. I know we'll get into that in more detail, but it's not it's not fatal, as he says, but it's just it was very, very disappointing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Berjan, what did you make of it? Like, like as I mentioned last week, I was, I was away on a stag over the weekend, so... Um... A few points on board watching the match, first of all, up in Galway on Saturday evening. So I had to rewatch it again for a proper assessment. But even at the time, I thought after a few minutes, I was like, geez, we're, we're in trouble here. There just seemed to be a different, two different animals up, up against each other. Kerry seemed to be on the back foot, struggling to close Dublin down. Dublin were just hopping off the side. What would you put that down to? Uh, it's hard to know. Um, I just... From watching and I watched the back again, I just thought we were very flat. Um, no, Dublin weren't flat, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was it was hard to see. There was nearly a, like, how would I explain it? There was there was an extra man nearly every time, and I don't know where it was coming from. I was trying to see like, but the screen wasn't giving me enough, and it was an overlap, overlap, overlap. And to be fair to them, you can say we probably didn't defend as we like, but their accuracy was hundred percent. Like they weren't missing. To be fair, and some of the shots were they were getting in good positions, so. I don't know. I I felt I watched when I watched it back the second time. I felt Bulger pulled Tig a bit out, so that was leaving a bit of space in front of Jason and Dylan, um, that we kind of have tightened up probably the last two years where we're trying to leave the top of the D. We want to kind of facilitate someone there, but we were kind of we were dragged around the place. To be fair, um, yeah, we missed a few goal chances with Cliffy that like Sean said could have kept us in the game, but I don't think we were playing well enough to. Yes, we probably deserved the goal chances. We should have scored, but. 
they were more fluent. We were kind of scattered a bit. Yeah, those uncontested shots were were quite striking. I felt like there was one point there. I think it was it was a Niall Scully in twenty second minute. Mm-hmm. Um, Gannon carried the ball from his own sixty five to like nearly the full length of the pitch, up as far as carries like we'll say not as far as twenty one, but not far off it before anyone laid a hand on him. He gave to Fenton. Fenton got slightly tackled by Dermot O'Connor, so like there was still time to kind of reset and figure out where everyone was marking or who should who should be marking who. Fenton just popped it into Niall Scully. He was in literally on his own top of the D, like he couldn't believe it. He had time to settle himself and shoot. I haven't seen Kerry give up a score like that, and jeez, I don't know how long it was. It was it was really stark. And at that stage, that that put Dublin two uh, eight to five points up, and at that stage Dublin had still kicked no wides. So, like you said, obviously give them all the credit in the world for the hard shots that they took on. They went over, but there was Sean. There was a lot of shots there that were like literally no one closing them down. No, um, but look, that, that's uh, absolutely their accuracy was fantastic, and it was it was. If you want to carry man watching it or a carry supporter, you you uh, you could only but admire it. You know, it was really really good. But God, it was it was it was a lot of naivety from us, and just yeah, it just it. You were watching it unfold in front of you and you're wondering, where is this space coming from? As Barry John said, they seem to have that extra man popping up from from places. And I do agree, we were dragged all over the shop. Like, the middle of that D was just so exposed time and time and time again. Even going back to Khan's, the last goal, his third goal. And I know watching it in slow motion, you know, I don't envy Jason Foley marking him because he's, he's, he's... Look, one of the top forwards in the country and his movement was fantastic. Get away from Jason. But fine, you get away from Jason that the top of the D has to be protected. Like, And, and we've been very good at that, you know, whether that be Paddy Talley's influence or whoever it, it is. We've been very, very good at that the last couple of years. We just weren't very good at it Saturday night. Was that down to us being off it? Was it down to Dublin purposely going out to, as Barry rightly said, pull Tig out of there and expose that 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 weakness, that space. Fair play to them. And look, if it's a learning curve that we have to accept for, what, the 24th of February, fair enough, uh, we'll take it. But it's important that we just learn from it now and try and get better for, for the remaining uh, games of the season. Yeah, you mentioned Tig there, um, Tig Morley. I did feel a couple of times that he was looking a bit kind of, he was struggling to catch up to guys. Now he came back a bit later than everyone else. Maybe he's a bit more work to do, but he, he was being dragged out by Bugler definitely. But I think you mentioned the third goal there as well. It wasn't happening that quickly that there was no time for anyone to get back in and fill in. Do you know what I mean? There was like, Fenton was holding it for a few seconds and it was like, it was obvious where the danger was. Danger was the gap between, not necessarily for Conor Callan, but for anyone to get into that space. They were very slow picking it up, but Obviously, look, Khan's movement is very good and to finish as well. Barry John, I'm sure you were impressed by by Khan. How good is his movement? Because I suppose two of his goals came directly from from sort of backdoor cuts or kind of uh, faking to go one way and kind of tricking Jason into going the other way. Yeah, I. Jeez, look, he is unbelievable. But I, th- I thought we felt we were a bit naive at the back. Um, we probably were a bit maybe going into the game the first few minutes we were ballsy, kind of going man on man. And if you break it down, you have the likes Tom Sullivan didn't make. So you were, Burke was thrown in his first probably real game in Crow Park, his biggest game. And he's, I suppose, his first job is to mark his man in his own head, whatever else has been said in the change rooms. 
Dylan Casey did well against Tommy Conroy, so he's probably thinking, all right, this is another step up. I'm going to be marking small, man on man. Jason's going to have enough in his hands with Con. So when Tig was pulled out, it was collectively nearly thrown out the window. It was just an individual man on man, and then the overload was coming. And like to be fair, Jason, I've marked Jason those times, like he's very quick. He probably could back himself a little bit more, but Con is just off both feet. He drops the shoulder, and it's just. It looked it looked very easy for us, and like Sean said, you'd be in awe if you weren't carry. But like, geez, that's just brilliant to watch. But it just looked too easy. But maybe he makes that easy. He's freaky enough with that. Like he dummied one there, Jason couldn't have been any tighter, and he just popped it back onto his left, um, and had all the time in the world. Is that where the second tackle, the second man has to come in? That's what we might be disappointed with. That fellas were holding him up as the help. Dylan Casey got kind of. Kind of got taken on the inline by Small, and he kept he kept he got kept the left hand in the near hand in, but there was no help, you know. And he got the shot off. Where vice versa, I think Dublin do that well. Like the high ball went in, was it to Merchant? I know he got a hand to Davis, probably could have done better, but there was another fella there helping. The second breaking ball was there. I just felt we weren't really in the position to get in them scenarios last night, and their confidence just kept going when they were getting the scores as it does. Yet for that period after half time when we got tight, Barry, we you know we did we 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 were on top. We were turning them over. We were getting a hand in. Then the the the, the man the carry man was coming onto that second ball. Do you know? So mm-hmm. th- th- there was that positive period after half time where obviously Jack gave Morolicking at half time and rightly so. But they did they they tightened up and and not only were our inside backs tighter and getting a hand in and getting out with their men. When they were breaking it, the half back line or midfield were coming in, sweeping up that break. Like we were very, very unlucky. Do you remember we turned them over and it fell to Joe, Joe O'Connor, and he just got caught in giving a pass. Dublin got a score out of it, do you know? But we were on top at that stage, and it was another great turnover by us. Unfortunately for Joe, he just got caught himself. If we had come out with that ball and gone down the field and got a score out of it, that would have been another lift. Do you know what I mean? So look, I'm not trying to by any means paint over the cracks here we were we were terrible and we were beaten and well beaten but there was a few positives as well particularly that period after half time where we did tighten up at the back we did stop Dublin getting that primary possession in there so it can be done it's just we didn't do enough of it all night where where, where that was coming from was it the pressure out the field got better because the kicks weren't as good into the Dublin forwards did we just as a collective decide we're going to tighten up here after half time we're going to really tighten up I don't know, but it worked. So that's something that the Kerry management will have to look at and say, look, lads, we did a lot wrong Saturday night, but there was about a 10 or 15 minute period after half time where we did a lot well. We just need to do more of that, particularly from the start of the game. Yeah, I think a big part of that was actually Jason getting on top of Khan for that 10 or 15 minute period. He won two or three balls out in front of him and it gave Kerry a lift. Obviously, Dublin then found it harder to, to kind of to get their scores and you kind of felt bad then for Jason that the third goal the third goal came about because if he'd have kept him the way he was going in the second half you'd say geez he nearly he did all right there like it wouldn't be there'd be no shame in what happened in the first half really but it just kind of compounded what happened um he was just maybe a bit unlucky that he didn't get a bit more help but um at the other end um we mentioned earlier as well David Clifford had a couple of chances that he that he missed that he'd normally score I suppose it's hard to, to critique his, his finishing, Barry Jam, but is was there anything he could have done differently with the first one? Maybe it seemed like a good chance there seemed to be an opening there and, and the, the near post for that one. Yeah. Every, like, to be fair, every time I visualise him one-on-one, I just think of Gooch for some reason. And like 
the first chance I went over the bar, I could see Gooch just passing it in top corner. And don't get me wrong, David probably could pass more than goals in the championship, but I he he went for power and just went over the bar. But the second one was pure Gooch, gave the eyes. I think it was just a bit unlucky. The keeper and all went like, and he still had time ball in his hands. Just probably needed to, if he probably had one or two points in him before that, probably could have settled him. It was a bit, he was a bit jittery. Um, so yeah, like Sean said, I keep you in the game, but Merchant, Merchant did well to be fair to him. Like, um, I think there's a big size difference there. He wasn't, he wasn't shying away from the high balls either. Um, but look, we could just see, you could say David a quite night and probably missed three two or three three. So like, I wouldn't worry about that. Um. I don't know. I think starting the, the big thing, as we said in the, at the first podcast, the, the division one so competitive. You need to be in the game at half time, like, and we were just it was an uphill battle coming back, and we got our, we were going to get a purple patch, but you know they finished well then, like, so it was hard. It was hard. Um, any positives? Like Joe Connor, I thought struggled in the first half, but he gave a good, like Sean said, the ten or fifteen minutes there. He got one one, like that has to be huge for his confidence. I know he got taken off after, but. Most fellas put it just packed it in and threw the towel in, you know, but he, he kept plugging away. So there is small little things, but I say Jack will go over it and draw a line under it. And there's a big one now this Sunday, lads. Tyrone, Tyrone were good the weekend. I watched them. Lads, our, our goal was a great score. Our goal was a fantastic mm-hmm. score. I mean, if you want a textbook to show any coach around the country how to work a goal when, you re- when we really needed it, it was a fantastic move. Slipping soft hands, giving it to the guy on the shop the shoulder. And Joe, I thought, finished it brilliantly. You know, a lot of midfielders, not painting them all with the same brush, but a lot of guys who aren't used to being in around the goals could have, yeah, not voted, but, you know, froze or, geez, he, he, he finished it well. And look, he had, an, he, had an, he had an up and down night, Joe, but scoring a goal in Croke Park is, is going to do a men's confidence the world of good. But I know we'll probably talk about our midfield soon enough. But, yeah, so look, again, I, I'm just looking for positives, but... There wasn't too many on the night, but uh, yeah, Barry's right. It's all how we react now Sunday to prove, was that a once-off or are we in a bit of bother? Sunday will answer a lot of those questions. Yeah, and Joe actually took a, took a, took his point very well as well, which I think Great is point. testament to Sean. We were saying yeah. earlier in the year how he looks like he's worked on his, his kicking. Like I, I can't picture him getting that 1-1 two years ago, like when he was last playing, he would have done something different maybe with the ball. But So yeah, one of the positives definitely in that second half. Um I suppose to go back to one of the things that Kerry struggled with, um, Shane Ryan's kickouts. Jack O'Connor said post match that that the kickouts malfunctioned. I think he was actually referring to to both to both ends of the pitch. But um, I don't know if you'd agree with this, Les. But of course, it's it's never just the midfielder's fault or just the outfield player's fault, and never just the goalkeeper's fault. There's always kind of a bit of both. I suppose the consensus was that he wasn't getting enough options, um, which maybe was true as well. I felt at times he seemed to be a bit slow sometimes with the kickouts, whereas, all right, there might have been a hundred percent pass on, but there was runs being made, and the last couple of games I felt he's been maybe delaying a little bit, and I don't know has he been told to do that for whatever reason to wait for somebody else to open up. But when you when you get that TG car camera, the wide shot from behind uh, the goalkeeper it gives you a very good 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 kind of view of what he's actually seeing, um. And I don't know, it's definitely been something that's been going wrong for a few games. And like I said, Barry John is probably a combination of of maybe both sides of the ball, maybe malfunctioning a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I, to be honest, I actually I looked a bit of that, but um, I suppose Jason and Dylan were under pressure, <laughs> marking when the, when the ball was coming in. So 
I don't know, do people shy away from it a little bit? Um, you're thinking of other things. Like you'll be asking a lot for different. I know it's senior level now, but you'll be asking a lot for Burke, who just came in to be to be looking hard for the ball. Like you, as a forward, Sean knows you know a fellow who's bluffing, looking for the ball, or a fellow who actually wants it. And we probably weren't looking for it. But the biggest upset I had of all of it was when I reminded it back. Like every, maybe it was down to him, but every time we did pull it long, late, taking too long, it nearly was at Finton every time with a mismatch. Yeah, you know it was down the throat like. Uh, I know he's unbelievable, I, but I don't think he's getting to both sides. Like he, It's not like he has to run all the way over. I know he can play in the middle and we keep it out wide, but he was getting comfortably just one, two, three and up. Like He wasn't breaking it down to be forcing it, but um, their zone is good if you watch the way they're turning their bodies. Um, they were looking, they were kind of in a three-man a three man zone. No, we weren't moving enough, so it looks unreal. But they were putting pressure. We got maybe joy out of the press. I think, was it, well, someone won it and got Dylan Ganey through, but Fenton still nearly got back. So he competed for that kick out. It broke and he got back nearly for blocking on Ganey. So the work right there is essential for that. Like I felt if we, we lost a few kick outs and there was two or three coming in at the full back line. So it was nearly a six on three. Sometimes like, you know, it didn't make a difference who shot. So maybe just a bit of intensity. That's where I thought we were flat. There was no second, second man coming in. Turnovers are huge in a game against Dublin. Like it gives you energy. So I just thought we were lacking that. We can look into it a lot. It's only February still, but I didn't see a 10-point baiting coming, to be honest. Yeah, it feels sometimes with the kick-out, Sean, that it's nearly, a lot of the time, it's Brina Bjorglik, and obviously he's not there at the moment, but he's a great man to get on it. Graham O'Sullivan's a great man to get on them as well. And sometimes it feels like they're nearly on their own. <laughs> like they're, they're nearly on their own looking for it. Now, as Barry John says, there might be guys making runs, but... They're obviously not making. They're not getting as free as the two boys are for whatever reason. It's a kind of an interesting kind of skill, isn't it? Yeah. Go on, Barry. No, I was just saying from being in there, like you'd have myself and Jason used to be freaking around. I said, "Go on, have a run there, no, uh, Maria." But Brian Begley, even if you're giving him a dust in the other end, like he's honest as you get, he'll keep making those hard runs, and they're not stupid runs. He'll wait till the space creates, and he'll go full belt. And it's actually hard to go full belt after fella, and you think you have him, and he's just turning away. So as a back, you'd probably respect it more that a fella's actually put himself out there where I maybe was missing the last night where we weren't looking for much, but that's for another day, I suppose. Yeah, we were down Tom Sullivan as well, lads, you have to remember, who was actually very, very good at it, you know, as well as Big Lee. And look, again, would it would Tom being there have made a huge difference? I definitely think our kick-out, there's, there's, there's work to be done, lads. Um, it was very, very similar to Derry as well. You know, when Derry really went after us in that first half in particular, our kick-out was nowhere near good enough. And as Barry said, like, okay, if the short one isn't done, and I do think Shane sometimes does be a little bit, not lethargic, but just that small little bit slower getting out there to, to get it moving. Like, I mean, Dublin were moving their kick-outs out at an incredible pace. The, the TV couldn't even keep up with it sometimes. We'd, we'd score, and the next thing, you'd hear a roar from, or a bit of excitement from the crowd. You'd be wondering what's going on. And Dublin are down in our in our half. I mean, like it's just it's it's incredible. Like, and it's there's no reason why we can't do that. Absolutely none whatsoever. Um, so I definitely think our kickout is 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 an issue at the moment. And sorry, my, the Barry's point is spot on. If the short one isn't done, okay. I mean, Jesus, don't be driving it out on top of the best midfielder in the country. Like, I mean, put it out to the other side. Put it out over the sideline if it has to be done. But launching it on top of Finton time and time again just for him to fetch it, get his confidence up, raise the crowd, 
and give Dublin another platform to attack you when you're already leaking water and, and under serious pressure, do you know? And I get Barry's point as well about, like, Jason, Dylan Casey, they were they were trying to catch a breather. They were unbel- under serious pressure off the two boys. So you could nearly give them a free pass as to not maybe looking for every shot kick out because they have enough to be dealing with. It's up to the guys outside, the midfielders, maybe break out in pockets. I know, uh, uh, Barry John, you're saying Killian Burke is a young lad, just his fourth game. But, you know, come on, like, you're a big man, you've got the legs, come down into a pocket, maybe go, go on a cross-field run, you know, be that outlet. If you don't get it, so what? But at least you're giving Shane something else, you know? So I think there's a lot to work on from Shane's point of view, but there's definitely an awful lot to work from outside him as well, without a doubt. We mentioned Damien Burke earlier making his uh, his competitive debut. Um, he was taken off at halftime. It's something we've spoken about already during the season. There's a kind of a trend developing of Kerry making subs early. So I went away and did a small bit of research. Um, to the best of my knowledge, or what the best I could figure out anyway, Kerry have made uh, six substitutions at halftime or before halftime in the first four games, which is way more than any other team. Um, and five of those were were uh, uh, unenforced. So uh, Breno Bugli got injured at halftime. He went off injured at halftime in the Derry game. So... The subs that came off, Sean O'Brien came off against Derry after 28 minutes. Michael Burns came off at halftime. Green Begley, as I say, came off at halftime. Ronan Buckley came off uh, in the 32nd minute against Monaghan. Lanner Ganey came off against Monaghan at halftime. And then Damien Burke came off. So that's five um, five changes that were tactical, we'll say, at halftime or before by, by Kerry. Compare that to Dublin, zero. Uh, Monaghan, one. Mayo, zero. Derry, one. I don't know, Sean, can you read anything into that? Like a lot of those guys that came off are sort of fringe um, players or new players. I would think that psychologically that's tough for those guys to take. Um, is it a case of that those changes had to be made and Jack O'Connor has been a bit ruthless about it? Is there a touch of panic about it? I mean, why are Kerry doing this and no other, no other team are doing it? Or is there another explanation for it, do you think? I, don't, I wouldn't put it under the panic... Um... I wouldn't put it into the panic column anyway because Jack isn't the man that that does panic or 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 Michal Quirk or, or Murph either. To be honest with you, um, harsh, yeah, probably. I mean, as you said, I just wrote them down there as you were naming the most. That Bar Michal Burns, they were they're all guys, and and Bruno Bigley obviously came off injured, but Bar Burns, who's gone subsequently, they were all guys who were new to the panel. So maybe in taking them off, you're not. Uh, yes, it'll be tough on the guy themselves, but you're not maybe as a manager uh, rocking the boat, if you get me, because they're just in. So they're not going to go, it's not like the Premier League, they're not going to go banging on Jack's door saying, why did you take me off after 34 minutes? Like, you know, none of them are. Maybe Michal Burns did. I don't know. Maybe there's more to his leaving the panel again that, that we don't know. But So the rest of them aren't really going to. But on the flip side of that, Adam, you know, Managements are often criticised for not making the change quickly. You know, if you see a guy is in trouble or you see that uh, the game might be slipping away from you, not necessarily just one guy's fault, but you feel that you have somebody on the bench that could maybe improve that position, you know, you, you, you'll, be, you'll be castigated as well if you don't make the change. So when, when to make the change is the thing. On a lot of those occasions, could Jack have waited till half time? Probably. Probably. I mean... Definitely in Sean O'Brien and I would think Ronan Buckley's cases, you know, 
the rest of them were at halftime from what you've said there. So could he have waited till halftime for them? He could, but he obviously saw something that he just wanted to, to make the changes. I don't think it's a big issue, to be honest with you. At the end of the day, he's a manager of the team. He, he It's his prerogative when he wants to make the changes. You're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't, really. Yeah. Uh, before we move on from the Dublin match, um, the fans submitted their ratings there uh, for the Kerry players. I'll just go through the top three performers according to supporters. So in third place, Joe O'Connor with 5.9 out of 10. Uh, Graham O'Sullivan, second place, 6.3 out of 10. And Kerry's best player according to, to supporters the last night was Killian Burke, 6.5. So Barry John, that's very encouraging from, from Killian Burke's point of view in his fourth game up in Crow Park in a match where Kerry found the going really tough he still managed to, to show something yeah 100% like when the game was kind of I don't like saying the game was gone in the first half but at moments it felt like it was he ran at them um, he kind of went back to his Milltown days just coming in and off the scruff just ran at him tried a few bits so that's encouraging that he didn't shy away kicked a good point um, I was I was a bit surprised he got taken off that early but I say the head gasket might have been just blown and Jack said look we'll, we'll we have another game next week so I'd be happy I thought Shawnee played well, lads. If you look back and if you watch it again, um, I felt, like we said last week, he probably worked too hard. Again, he was running back. He was getting ball from short kickouts, like the second pass. Like, we'd only be delighted if that was Han picking that ball up there. Do you know? Um, I don't know if he's going to listen to the podcast, but we'd prefer to him being staying in the 45. Um, like, he's just, he's dangerous. When he gets the ball in hand, he can kick off both feet. So, I know he works for the team, like we explained, but... There's something's going to have to be changed. Um, do the fellas around him have to work a bit more? Maybe. That will give him the leeway. He's probably just saying, okay, there's a free man chasing. Someone has to run after him. That could be a point. But um, no, Burke is probably the standard. Like, again, he was in and out. He had a few passes. He got a point, but probably not enough to give us that on the 40 if we're going forward. Um, Darrell Mindham was busy, the usual, but it was kind of, we were against we were against it. We probably needed a bit more busyness kind of up in the forwards more than around the middle of the field. Um, Dublin were happy with fellas just tiptoeing around there. Um, so yeah, those ratings probably were accurate enough. Graham Sullivan, like I said last week, always gives you probably a 7 or a 10. I know it was a bit lower, but he always has a consistent game to be fair to him. So look, before we just move on to the, the, the Tyrone game and take a look at, at the league table as well, um, I suppose the broader question is, and we won't know for sure until till next week or till the weekend and, and the next few weeks, but Sean, I know a lot of Kerry supporters are, are, are kind of a bit downbeat after that game. Are they right to be, like, has your own confidence in Kerry taken a hit? Ah, oh, sure, look, of course it has, uh, Adam. Like, I mean, when you get beaten by 10 points against your biggest rival, really, like, of course, of course, I was down for a few days after it. You know, I, I can only imagine how the boys were feeling inside there. But the best way I could put it is, if, if, we, if the results had gone the other way, Right, we'd be here now on the podcast this evening, and we'd be probably playing it down, wouldn't we? We'd be saying it's early season, we had a good night, Dublin were off it, etc., etc. So we'd be trying to play it down. So at the same time, here, even though yes, it was disappointing, and there's a lot we need to do better, it is still only February, and we have a long, long season ahead of us. The big thing for me is the reaction now on Sunday. It won't make up for Saturday evening. It won't make up for being well beaten above in Croke Park on TV. A lot of Kerry people travelled. I'm sure it was disappointing for them. Jack will know that. The lads will know that. But the big thing now is how do we react in Killarney on Sunday? Because as Barry said, 
even though Tyrone were looked pretty ordinary in that first half against Mayo. When McCurry came on at half time, they looked like a different team and they've got serious, serious firepower. So if the likes of Jason Foley and Dylan Casey thought they had it tough on Saturday night, they're going to get it every bit as tough in Killarney on Sunday with the likes of Canavan, McCurry and these fellas. So it's all about reaction. And that's the great thing about the league, Adam, is that you don't have much time to feel sorry for yourself. The lads would have came down Saturday night, probably been a bit down Sunday, went away and did their own thing. And probably recovery Monday and back in tonight to get to get ready for Sunday and they, they'll be they'll be fine they'll they'll get back at it and they'll they'll as Barry said Jack will have drawn a line through that tonight at training and on you go yeah let's take a look at the league table after that match you have Derry with four wins from four uh they're on eight points you have four teams then on four points so Dublin Mayo Tyrone and Kerry then the bottom three uh, Roscommon are on three, Galway are on three, and Monaghan are on two. So it, it's pretty tight there, Barry John. It looks like Derry are going to um going to get to a league final anyway, you'd imagine at this stage. Um yeah, Derry it's yeah, besides Derry, like two, three, four, five, four points each close enough it's probably going out to the the games between themselves, Kerry still have to play Tyrone. Um. Yeah, it's tight enough, but it's not far away from the other drop as well. You want to be um, you want to be picking up points because Ross Common and Galway there will bring them back to five if they get a win. You know, it's very tight. Monaghan, I can't write Monaghan off again, but I know they're last. But the last two years they've, on the last day they've scraped out of it. But we can forget about them just for now. The Tyrone one's a big one, so it's gonna either put Kerry or Tyrone up to six. Dublin, who have Dublin the weekend? Um, Dublin are playing against Derry. They've Derry away. Yeah, so, yeah, that's probably, yeah. No, it's tight, lads. It's tight. There's just left three more games. Yeah, yeah. I think I was looking at the fixtures that are remaining, and I, I reckon six points will get you safe, I'd say. I, I can't see any of the bottom three winning two of their last three games, if you get me, to get to six as well. So... Let's talk about the Tyrone game on Sunday, Les. That game's on in the Fisher Stadium at quarter past one. It's live on TG Car for anyone who can't make it. Um, Tyrone are, as we said, on four points after last weekend's victory over Mayo. It was a good enough win by them. In fairness, they came from behind. Derek Hanavan was excellent. He got an unbelievable goal. Sean, are you impressed by, by what he's done in his short career so far? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, top, top class operator. Um, even going back to the Sigerson final there a couple of week in, uh, weeks ago, Adam and Tralee, uh watched it on TG Carr. He was, he was outstanding. Like he's just, he's, he's just one of these forwards that you pay to watch. You know, you, you, you pay the money um, to go and watch him live. He's just fantastic. I'm looking forward to seeing him now in Killarney on, on Sunday. Because he'll probably look back to his last game against Kerry in terms of that All-Ireland quarter-final last year when he didn't have a great day. Now, you could probably look at it from both sides there. It was actually a very, very good defensive performance by Kerry on the day. But also, Tyrone didn't really get enough ball to him, you know. Um, but he's that year older now. He's got uh, more inter-county games under his belt. And uh, he's, he's really, really good. What I would say, though and I've mentioned him already, is that McCurry changed that game when he came in because he took pressure off Canavan in a, in a funny way because Mayo had to worry about McCurry. Lads, like, we often talk about the top 
inside forwards in the country. I don't think McCurry gets enough respect, to be quite honest with you. I think he's a really, really quality guy. I'm not sure why. I know he's rated in Tyrone, obviously. I'm not sure why he didn't start the last day, to be honest with you, where they're just looking at something different. I know they played um, they played this uh, Donnelly guy out around the middle. They were probably looking at him as a kind of a third midfielder or something. Um, but he got taken off at half time for McCurry, and they just went orthodox. They pushed McCurry in. And he ended up kicking eight points. Now, I know six of those were frees, but still, that's that's... But the big thing was, he took the pressure off Canavan, and it allowed Canavan to flourish even more. Do you know, and the goal, as you said, Adam, was a crucial score, a fantastic score. But he's 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 a top class operator. And as I said, Jason and Dylan and whoever starts in the back for Kerry, will there be changes? We'll talk about in a minute. But they're going to earn their crust again the next day. And can Kerry defend better as a unit? Can they put pressure on the ball coming in from outside to give our lads the best opportunity? Because they'll need to, because given given space and time, Canavan and McCurry and these guys will hurt you time and time again. McCurry's some shooter, like he can get any kind of shot off from any kind of distance. He's outrageous. Like for us, for like a small fella, he's got a massive, powerful shot, and then he can shoot from anywhere. That's what I'm saying. And 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 look, maybe it's because he hasn't done it consistently on the big day that maybe we he's not spoken about in the same breath as a Clippert, a Con, a Ryan O'Donoghue, but I mean a Canavan. But he's for me. He's he's up there. He's definitely up there. If you were to name your top six or seven inside forwards, Barry, I don't know, McCurry. What's what, what's your feeling on him? Oh yeah, no, I've been, I've been following him a while. And he was around when I was playing as well. Um, few of the lads did a summer with him. Doesn't really drink. Looks after himself. Um, he lives down the field. I think his club club field is only around the corner. Always oh, and you you can see like as Adam said, there the sweetness off the just the left boot like um. But taken away from say the pressure, it was it was more the connection for me, Sean. That like, uh, Canavan felt like he did do it all himself in the first half, where he actually can like McCurry. They got swapped in, and the, sure they were they were like for like the pass. They knew where to run, but didn't even have to look. It was one ball. McCurry was going to the sideline. He had the ball in his hand, and he nearly he probably took ten steps, but he just dragged it and hooked around the ball, just popping it yeah. into him. So no, they're a joy to watch, but like we'll have to get we have to get on top early the next day with these two. Um, but going forward because the, we're I don't know we felt like we weren't aggressive enough. We're not I suppose you can't say dirty, but you can I suppose. Um, we we're getting caught at the wrong times fouling the last night and the easy freeze. There needs to be more. I don't know. Tyrone have that bit of grit. The first half they were carry standard, and then the second half they just turned it on and back to Tyrone. Uh, fellas breaking the tackle. Breaking the line, getting free, so we need to address and bring a little bit of that. It's just occurred to me that that 2021 All Ireland final between Mayo and Tyrone, the COVID final, I suppose you'd call it. McCurry was man of the match. I, I like he got one four in the final, like. So yeah, and he was very carry too. Uh, he was, yeah, same- he was, yeah. So you know, you you have to put respect on that guy's name, and okay, for whatever reason, he didn't start the last night. Maybe he might have been carrying a bit of injury or hadn't enough training done or something. But uh, for me, he's he's one of the top forwards in the country, and he's just another he's another bow in the the armor of Tyrone. They have some quality forwards, and he's just he's just one of them. So he'll definitely have to to take minding the next day, yeah, because you'll you'll expect he'll start after his performance the last night, like. Yeah, let's take a quick run through of the Tyrone team against Mayo the last day. So, uh, Niall Morgan in goal, obviously uh, full back line: Devlin, Hamsey, Clark, uh, half back line: McKernan, Quinn, uh, and the other Devlin. Midfield, uh, Kennedy and Donnelly, half forward line, Daly, 
Sam Kilpatrick and Peter Hart and then the full forward line Oguz, Derek Anavan and O'Donnell McCurry obviously came on kicked eight points as Sean was saying um, Kieran McGeary came on as well and Rory Canavan came on so plenty of big names there um, as for Kerry I suppose look we all know how they lined out the last day Damien Burke came in for Tom Sullivan I think Tom Sullivan's injury was a, a kick to the calf is how it was described and he just wasn't chanced I don't think it's a, a serious thing that'll rule him out for, for a while Sean, could you see changes there? Well, well, if Tom comes, Tom comes, if Tom's fit, you'd imagine he'll come back in. But any, any other changes apart from that? Yeah, look, it's I suppose it's 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 hard to know in terms of yeah. Look, Tom would obviously be a huge addition if he is fit. I thought I'd read somewhere that it might be a couple of weeks at him, so I'm not sure we'll see him Sunday. But listen, he might, he might if he if he if he if he heals a bit quicker than 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 the normal Joe Soap, he might be back in contention. Be great to have him, um, for obvious reasons, um. Look, in terms of changes, does Paul Murphy maybe come into the starting lineup? You know, I mean, they're, they're probably, you know, the backs probably will be looked at in terms of what we conceded. Wasn't all the backs' fault. You know, it's a team team effort defending. So there might be a little bit of pressure put on the guys up in the half-forward line. Why was why weren't runners tracked? Why wasn't there more pressure put on the ball being put in from the dubs? Um, around midfield, potentially. Potentially, could we see that partnership broke up? Like, in the two O'Connors in midfield, we have two very attack-minded midfielders, right? And look, it's great. They both love getting forward. They have that athleticism. But I just wonder, you know, do does Jack need to, and he spoke about going back to the drawing board, does he need to maybe rethink that and put somebody in there even if it's bringing in somebody like a half-forward, like an Adrian Spillane or someone like that who can be a better file for one of those guys or maybe even leave the two of them there and throw Adrian in as that protector and that guy that will, when the ball is being, when, when the, the, the opposition are coming out with the ball, that he fills in around as that extra defender, you know, which he's quite capable of doing, Adrian. Look, I'm just throwing these things out there, lads. Because look, at the end of the day, when you suffer a 10-point defeat like that, you know, as a management, of course, you will question yourself and say, how do we go and fix this and, 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 and at least try and not leave this happen again? So, look, it all depends on who's available as well. Up front, you know, did we do a whole pile wrong? We snatched at a few chances. We missed chances. We created probably quite a lot of chances. So that's not a factor. Yeah, can we keep Shawnee closer to the goal we've spoken about before? So is there guys to come in there in the forward line? Possibly. Um, maybe Dylan Ganey didn't have a great night at the office. Could he maybe potentially be left out and try something else there? We'll have to wait and see. It obviously depends as well who's available in terms of injuries and stuff after the weekend. I don't think anybody was was an injury concern for Jack. So we'll just have to see and, and, and wait for the team announcement. But I, I definitely expect after a defeat like that, you're going to have changes. Absolutely. Yeah. What about... um? Kerry's full back line, Barry John. Um, obviously, look, Jason had a tough enough night. Um, he's not really in danger of losing his place long term, obviously. But um, Dylan Casey did have did have a, he had a tough enough against Small. He um, I suppose he gave away the penalty there, which is probably a bit needless. And do you think he'll he'll be? In, do you think he'll keep his place? Is he under pressure after a performance like that, or is Jack going to say, "Look, we're going to put you up now against against McCurry and, and see how you get on." Um, I suppose at the start of the podcast we were kind of looking for players so if it's only been fair I know it's four games four games is a lot but I say just leave him in for the long haul unfortunately 
I don't think there's much coming through, lads, um, to be swapping and changing. I'd like to maybe, I said on the night, I'd like to see if he's fit, maybe throw Steph in full back and give Jason a bit of the corner. It's not a bigger role for him, maybe his pace will be a bit, he's, it's a tighter, it's tighter position for him. He can maybe use his pace more. He's not being thrown around. And then Dylan, try it because you can always push Graham out or else put in Stefan and maybe Dylan will get dropped and put Graham and Jason in the corners. We're going to have to probably try something because if we could be talking in three months' time and all we're going to see a change is Tom Sullivan's probably going to fill back in there. Other than that, I don't think there's anything we can do. Um, I might be wrong. Do you think there's anyone else that is there on the panel that could... Uh, the, the, the only other guy that jumps to me that hasn't seen any game time yet is Armin Heinrich. Now, I think Arm uh, from working with Armin for, for the couple of seasons with the 20s, he's a half-back, really. Do you know what I mean? He's not an inside guy. So... I, I like if you're bringing him in, it's it's for the half back line. But who does he come in there and replace? You know, or, or do you just throw him in there anyway to have a look at him against Tyrone, which is no bad thing either. Do you know, but for the ins for the inside line, the the, the options are pretty limited. Burke from Miguel, for whatever reason, and got whipped. You know, just before half time the last night. So does he get another shot at it? Maybe. Um, but other than that, really, like Stefan is would be probably an obvious candidate to go in at three and, and, and as Barry said, take Jason out of there. Other than that, really, Paul Murphy, do you throw Paul Murphy back into the inside line? Not his natural position either. So it's it's there's there's it's not they're not queuing up really for that line, unfortunately. Yeah, that's how it looks at the moment. I, I would have said Burke, all right, at this kind of the start of the league, he he did well enough in the McGrath Cup, I felt, to go in cornerback maybe, but he hasn't got that opportunity yet for whatever reason. Um, so look, before we go on to predictions, um, Les, Derek Hanavan, he's obviously going to be a danger man. Who's going to pick him up, do you think, Sean? Yeah, look, obviously this, it's very hard to, to turn around and after the difficult night he had on Con, but you know, Jason is the, the obvious candidate to go on him. Um, if Tom Sullivan was back, would you put Tom on him just to give Jason a break and give him, you know, take that pressure off that he doesn't always have to be on the marquee forward for the opposition. But I think because Tom probably won't make it, I could be wrong there, Adam. It's just, I thought I read somewhere that Tom might need the two weeks. Um, I think Jason will have to go on him. I think he'd have to go on him really. Uh, then that leaves McCurry and it's probably going to come down to Dylan Casey or Graham on McCurry and probably probably go with McCurry, Graham, just think Graham is more suited to a Kilkenny or someone of that type, you know, who maybe wanders and Graham can follow him. Whereas McCurry stays inside really uh, along with Canavan. So for me, you're probably going to go Foley on, on Canavan and, and Dylan Casey. On, you on go along with that, Barry John? Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose if Tom's playing, I'd probably be picking up uh, Canavan, I, I, I think anyway. Um, but if he's not, there are probably your only two that are probably going to facilitate that. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be exciting enough, lads. But as probably Sean, you know, but since you're out of the loop, it's cutthroat, lads. I know we're saying it for this first night, but people don't care. Like you're throwing it, you don't do the business. They're just someone else is going to be coming, and they're just going to keep looking and keep looking. But we don't have those players at the moment on the panel. I'm um like all we had coming back from the last night was Tom has been playing, Paul Ganey. Stephen O'Brien, Tony came on. Other than that, am I am I leaving anyone out? I don't know. Mike Breen's a good bit out, or is he? I don't know where he's at. Yeah, he's, Green Bay. 
he, you know, yeah, I don't know how far away is Brian or Big Luke. I got the impression last week that he wasn't far away, but it must be, it might be another week or two, I'm not sure. Yeah. I was watching the game, we were just texting into the WhatsApp and I was kind of just saying the, the, the dubs, I was saying, oh, this fella's missing. I was there for about 10 minutes. I forgot, I forgot a fella every five minutes. The last fella I thought of was um, Billy Bowden. He was an all-star last year. Um, yeah, I forgot all about him. You know, like there was five or six there that they'll be pushing. They were probably all stars last year. Yeah. <laughs> we just put them, you know. But and we mentioned we mentioned it last week. Like in fairness to Farrell, lads, he's the experimenting he does. Now, of course, he has the players to do that. Of course, he has, but he's constantly changing guys. I said it last week. He's constantly experimenting. He's constantly throwing these new faces in. He's tr- giving guys different positions, freshening it up. Unfortunately, we just don't have that. We have a fantastic squad of players, don't get me wrong. And I still think, let's calm down a small bit here. Yes, it was a terrible defeat and a bad performance. But lads, we're still going to be at the business end of the summer. You can be guaranteed that. But when it comes to options, it's it's just incredible what Dublin have. Um, no McCaffrey either. Like, you know, it's scary. But, you know, that's, that's who they are. And we just got to live with it. And when we meet them again, we just have to, Manion. have to be ready. Mannion. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, come on, Adam, wrap it up. We're depressing ourselves here. <laughs> I know. Just one last point on that. I think I saw that Dublin had six starters from the final last year, uh, starting at last night, and Kerry had 10. So, or look, look, we're going to try and finish, finish on a positive note. We've got Tyrone, got Tyrone on Sunday. Uh, it's look, it's a chance to, it's a chance to bounce back. And Sean, as you said, the league games come thick and fast. It's a good opportunity to get back up on the horse. Um, Barry John, are, are Kerry going to manage that feat or do you think they're going to come out with a result on Sunday? I think with, with Ronnie Killarney, we take massive respect and pride in um, it's kind of like the home venue, I suppose. Um, there's a performance in us, like after the first four games, like the Derry one, we could have got something out of it. The Mayo game, we left them back in it. Monaghan were poor, I thought. I know we performed last night we're blown out so I think it's a performance we like we asked for last week and we did we were nowhere near it for the for the Dublin game so I think Tyrone are coming with they're in good they're in a good place and I think Kerry just need to find that um it'll be gritty I think we just need to we just need to get maybe a little bit more horrible and just like on the edge of it we're a bit too clean um without getting a black card of course um and then we have the ballers when the game's in the melting pot to take it over we've seen the Mayo game Dave Shawnee we were just a bit chasing the game the last night and everyone's out of position then, where I think Dublin were always in position because they were on top of the game. Short kickers weren't going to be coming out because they weren't chasing everyone. Do you know what I mean? So there's a few things, but it's very hard to change that all in a week. I think make three or four points, the main ones, and like when we didn't become a bad team overnight, like Sean said, we're going to be at the business end as well, but the next game is probably the most important every time. Yeah, Sean, are, are Kerry going to get the win, do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think I think what it's going to be a different game to what the Kerry Dublin match was. We allowed Dublin set the pace, Adam, and uh, we then didn't get anywhere near it. So I think we have to be the aggressor, as as uh, as Barry said, we have to be the aggressor in all departments. Now the next day, we're at home in front of our own crowd in Killarney, where we have a great record, be it league or championship. So let's set the pace. Let's let's really turn it up. Let's turn the heat up. And the thing is about it, right? You, you brought up the league table there earlier on. This is the game. This is the game. If we win this game, the next two teams we play are both blows, Roscommon and Galway. So we win this game. We get to six points, which you says is the magical number. More than likely will keep us up. 
then you can go for it. So this is the one. This is the one to win. It will. It'll. It won't. It won't um, erase last Saturday night, but it will certainly let the Kerry supporters know that last Saturday night just was a bad night. This is the real Kerry. This is the way we can play. Uh, it'll be a different type of game. I think it'll be a lot more slow-paced. I can't see it being as quick as the Dublin match because Tyrone don't play that way. Not not full, not fully. They do inject pace, of course, but not to the extent Dublin can. So I think that'll suit us a little bit, but we need to set the pace. We need to be the aggressors. Barry asks for a little bit more physicality, controlled aggression, they call it. We need a bit more of that. And I think we'll get it. I think we'll see a few changes. I think fellas will get a crack at it, which will also help us. So all in all, I think we'll come out on the right side of the results, probably by three or four points, I feel, because we need to. We need to. And, and you know what? This team, when the ask is there, and when it's put up to them, in fairness to them, they, they, they usually do turn it on for us, especially at home. So I'm going in, bringing one of the young fellas with me and really looking forward to a good Kerry performance and a good day out in Killarney. Yeah, it should be good. As you said, look, it's a great opportunity for the players to react quickly to it and kind of, I suppose, look, they'll be aware of how, how poor the reaction has been to the game and they know themselves how, how, how badly it went and it's just, yeah, I'd be hopeful enough as well. Um, So look, just very lastly now, before we before we go, the other games in Division 1 this weekend, uh, Derry against Dublin, Saturday at 5 o'clock, that's on RTE, Mayo against Roscommon on uh, Saturday at 7.30pm, that's on TG Carr. Then on Sunday, um, Monaghan against Galway uh, at 3.15pm. That's on TG Carr. And then we must mention as well, the Kerry ladies are playing Armagh on Sunday at 1pm. They're also looking to get back to many ways. So best of luck to, to Darry and Declan and the girls. So look, thanks for joining me, lads. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Adam. Thanks, Barry. Bye, boys. All the best, boys. Have a good weekend. Good luck, lads.